May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. Now available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network. We are the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. Liner, gonna try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. Wow, that was very good. You like that? Second time through, because David was laughing so hard he screwed himself (laughs) up on the first one. Didn't even get a chance to screw me up because he screwed himself up first. But uh, I'm Ryan Abraham uh, from the USC site. 24-7 24-7 sports, uscfootball.com, I think we call it. It's been around since 1996. And together, we make the podcast of champions. After a fashion. This is an afternoon show. We're not drunk. It's not late at night. I know that seems like it, but uh, it's just an afternoon show. We didn't. We skipped a, a week last week. We're doing it early this week, so it's sort of like maybe crossover or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. We have, we have a little problem, David, before we get into all the intros and stuff and everything. You know, each week, and we will, we love to hear from you guys, uh, packedwellpodcast at gmail.com is the email address if you want to email us. And, you know, you can call or text us at 424-532-0678. We, have, uh, we had no no emails, and this was a long soak between shows. Like, it wasn't yeah. like it was like three days. And we got one voicemail. And you know why? Because we talked about basketball last week. Because the last week was a basketball show. Why do we ever talk about basketball? Yeah. And what happens? We talk about basketball. And what happens with the basketball the programs? Whole, the whole conference shits the bed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it a little, and then I think this is it. I think we put it to bed. Yeah, like, we'll never talk about it again. Right. It doesn't exist. As much as the guys at the uh, the no truck stops want to like try to guilt no. us into talking basketball, the, the proof is in the pudding. We, get, we will get emails. We'll get five... Five to ten emails in the middle of May when there's absolutely nothing yep. going on. Disney princesses, Civil War generals, whatever it is. We talk hoops one time and got nothing. You know what's weird? We pay him so much money for his uh, contributions to the show, and we haven't gotten an email from Hithliday in, like, months now. It's been a while. I'm disappointed, frankly. Mm. We pay him so much money. Like, you write the checks. I mean, what's the amount up to now? Yeah. Like, we get... All right, so how much do we get for this show? We get, like, $100,000 a month? <laughs> Something like that. We're yeah. giving him, We're giving him like, 70% of that. <laughs> he's getting paid almost a million dollars a year for his contributions to this show, and he's really not held up his end of the bargain. No, he is not. Uh, where is Hitler Day? I'm not sure. It actually would pain me if I had to write Hitler Day a check. Just, uh, just the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it would be painful. I don't know what would I do. Um, we haven't received uh, an email with eye charts from our man Andrew in uh, I want to say over a year now. And when's the last time Shane made us laugh? You know, when, like, yeah. When was that? 
<laughs> Can we get some emails, people? <laughs> we do have one voicemail from our buddy Perk because that's I think that's like part of his daily or weekly schedule. What happened just, to Evan? Where's Evan? Uh, it's just depends, <laughs> depends how much his, how much supplies weed dealer has that week. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes he got a lot of cheap stuff and he's just like gonna not leave the house. Uh, let alone leave us a voicemail. But anyway, if you want to tweet at us, you can do that at Pac-12 Podcast. Uh, the website is Pac-12Podcast.com. You can go over on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash podcast of champions. And of course, rate us five stars on that little Apple podcasting app. Follow the podcast of champions. You can even rate us on Spotify now, but we love the Apple one. Five stars. Leave us something funny. Read us something that's like, you know derogatory towards us to whatever we do how we talk all this stuff i had a uh i got a podcast the peristyle podcast david i got a review that was four stars which certainly more annoying than a one star but it was a four star and they were complaining that was not professional because there was a lot of likes and ums and you knows in there and i quoted you or maybe not quoted paraphrased you about it's conversational, like we're talking on a podcast. It's conversational. You hear this in daily life. It's not going to, uh, you know, ruin your day if someone says like or, you know, every once in a while. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, those the the people who are who are who have issues with that, they're they've got a problem. Like they've got a problem in their brain. It's not a problem with you speaking. <laughs> it's a problem with them in their brain. Uh, people need to. So that's a problem with uh, society these days. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. They don't have a, a, a pronounced enough um, uh, sense of um, uh, pronounced you, enough lack. Are of you self-worth. trying to say um as much yeah, as you yeah. possibly can? Uh, a pronounced <laughs> enough uh, lack of self worth. Like you need to think pretty poorly of yourself. You need to. You need to actually have a, a less self esteem. Most people out there. Because your opinion doesn't matter. It's stupid. Like if you have like if you have a problem that's like based on some like perceived oh everyone is doing this wrong, th- then you're the idiot. <laughs> I love it. I actually got a follow up email. There was someone who was like I didn't because I read I didn't read the review because it wasn't five stars. But I said like and Chris asked you know I was doing it with Chris Trevino. He asked me what it was about. And I told him that and we kind of got a little discussion about it. And then someone emailed me. It's like that wasn't very professional that you talked about it that way. You should try to strive to be blah blah. And I'm like, oh my god, it might yeah, be the but, same person. But again, yeah, I assume it's no, the same yeah, person. Professionalism. Yeah. No, you're you're the idiot. Like <laughs> we're doing this, and like, look, we we make jokes about it, but like we've got a little bit of a listenership who likes this thing. Yeah, and it's because it's conversational, and also all podcasts are conversational. None of this is scripted. The reason you think like great radio hosts and all that kind of stuff don't. Um, you know, say inarticulate things without ums and likes and all that kind of stuff. A lot of it's prepared. Like that's True. that's fundamentally what it is. Um, if you're watching a movie and they don't say um and like, you want to know why? Because it's a goddamn script. <laughs> we're thinking and talking. Like when you're talking to your friends or whatever, that's what we're doing on this stupid show. So yeah, no, I- I'm getting angry about this. Is if they said it about us, I love it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, did, did you happen to check? This we have a we have one review. We have okay, cool. This is from Randy V five, a five star review. Thank God we got our guy, David. <sighs> I held off on writing a review until I made sure we secured our guy, David. We got Chip Kelly for another four years. Four years is too short an extension for this slayer of the SEC. Chip is really building something special in Westwood. Last year, the team beat an out of conference opponent and humiliated its rival. The program is turning a corner under Chip. Martin Jarman would be a fool not to amend that contract tomorrow and add another 10 years to it. 
Salud, David, to at least another four years of Chip and more great content from you both. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Randy. Ah, uh, Randy. I, I feel like I could have written that one. Yeah, I feel like you did write that one. I did not. Uh, but that's I love it, Randy. Uh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. <sighs> Thank you for the five-star review, Randy. I would say this one was actually harder for me to read than many of the ones that include personal insults against me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we I, we said we we're not going to talk about it. This will be the, the swan song of it. Um, I saw some of your tweets when uh, UCLA lost to North Carolina. Measured. Um, I would say calm, cool, collected. <laughs> uh, did not, you know, never swinging too high or too low. That's how I would describe my tweets. Right. I didn't really get to watch much of the Sweet 16. Um, yeah, I sort of got my fill that first weekend when we were, you know, well, being in Vegas. But Arizona loses. Mm-hmm. UCLA loses. Uh, USC was the other team. They lost in the first round. So, uh, and you know, John Wilner talks about those units that you get for like not too many units um, for the Pac-12. The big, no. the Big Ten had a whole bunch of teams leave early, but they had nine teams in there. So there's a bunch of units just showing up. Uh, yeah, but so tell the listeners what they need to know about why the Pac-12 sucked. Well, um, USC looked like big asshole against Miami, but Miami did go on to the Elite Eight, so you can't be too upset about that. Um, you know, Miami turned out to be probably a little bit better than their seating. Um, but USC, you know, didn't look great. Uh, Arizona made it past TCU in an overtime game um, and then got to, um, God, who the hell did they lose to? Did I already forget that? Inconsequential? Doesn't matter. Uh, was it Purdue or something? No, no, Purdue. No, it wasn't Purdue. Hang on. Purdue was in UCLA. Houston. Target. Houston. Okay, so Houston was a five seed that probably should have been, um, if you go by the analytics systems, may have been the second best team in the country this year, but they were a five seed in Arizona's region. So a really unfortunate matchup in the Sweet 16, um, and Arizona lost by 12. Um, And the thing there was, uh, just fundamentally, Houston was playing like dogs, like just full on, like full effort the entire time. They were crashing the offensive glass, and they were also just roughing them up. And I don't think Arizona was really prepared for that level of physicality um, from Houston. So the thing with that program, um, I think they're going to get there. But this year it was still like inexperienced from the standpoint of playing in big games and, you know, knowing what it takes to win in that kind of atmosphere. But I think they're going to get there. I think Tommy Lloyd's a good coach. Next year might be a small step back because of the... um, the reality that uh, they're more than likely losing uh, Benedict Matherin, Christian Coloco. Um, I mean, they could lose a variety of guys. Dale and Terry might also go to the NBA draft. Um, he was good. He's really good. And uh, annoyingly good. Um, so I still think that program is going to be very good next year, but it won't be quite the same as it was this year. Um, and then UCLA, they were the last one to lose um, in the same round as Arizona. They lost to North Carolina in an extremely frustrating game that um, – UCLA could have won. Uh, it was the Bruins were up three with like two minutes to go, but they were also up five at various points in the second half um, and then just couldn't put a run together. Uh, and I complained about it on Twitter. I think a lot of it was some um, curious rotational decisions from head coach Mick Cronin. Uh, end result, they go out in the Sweet 16 to a team that then wound up in the Final Four because they got to play a Patsy in the Elite Eight. So it's a real missed opportunity for UCLA because mm. they had a real open road to the final four. And then 
if they would somehow beat Duke, um, there's a chance they would have had to play a team that basically is five deep right now in Villanova that just lost a guy to an Achilles um, tear. So uh, despite not making the Final Four, this was one of the like um, most open roads to title number 12 for UCLA in quite some time, which isn't... It's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it's, 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 it's disappointing. Um, so... Anyway, I think Arizona and UCLA are both in pretty good shape. I think, you know, Enfield's program at USC is, they're always going to be able to get some talent. So I think those three are still in pretty good shape going forward, but um, not a not a banner year for the conference. No. Uh, after a great year last year, I, you know, I bought in. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the Pac-12 tournament. I'm going to watch some of this stuff. I picked Arizona to go to like the finals. They lost. Um, but yeah. All right. So no more back Pac-12 hoops. We agree. We agree. So if UCLA is like in the finals in like the second half of the game and winning, we can talk about basketball. But until that happens, we don't care about them making a final four. We don't care about them winning the Pac-12 or anything. We're still not going to talk hoops here on the show until something like where literally the banner 12 happens for the Bruins. And then Dave will get into it. There you go. Otherwise, that no. Um, well, I did. So I went around the Pac-12, the reports from the 24-7 sports and checked out what's going on around the Pac-12 because spring football has started uh, most places. So eight of the 12 teams are in spring football practice right now, various levels. This is exciting for you. I'm loving it. Every bit of it. I, I, I Sorry, I'm just hanging on every word. I know you will. Uh, three programs will start this week and then Cal doesn't start till next week. Oh, I mean, can you... Go into the reasons. I don't know why, but they're. they're uh, are you curious though? They're going to do fifteen practices in like fourteen days. They're like doing one, two a day. No, but it's 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 quick. They do it fast. Uh, How yeah. does that compare historically? I mean, I know that you keep a compendium of all spring <laughs> practice dates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's some interesting notes, so I will, we'll go through them and then kind of get your thoughts because I know Ryan. Really Ryan can... uses the word interesting very very liberally. liberally. Here. Well, we got to talk. We have to get back to football. We and do. We got to get back we, to football. We didn't football. get Disney princesses or Civil War generals because we talked basketball. So we have to go back to football and then we'll get the like. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to really make up some ground in the summer, guys. Um, there's got to be a lot more off topic. Yeah, there'll be a whole bunch. Um, all right. So I just went around. I'll do the South first. Uh, Arizona. So this was news that happened today. Actually, it was like, uh, oh, hold on breaking news but it's for arizona wildcats get some some sounds going again it'll be good uh jacqueline morgan is the uh he, uh the cornerback second year cornerback from arizona put his name in the transfer portal second one since spring practice started he wasn't a starter or anything um colby powers was the other guy that went in there so he is the seventh player from that uh 2020 signee class that's no longer with the program. Um, so basically, dudes that weren't recruited by Jedfish are still dropping off um, going forward. It makes sense. Uh, they just had a scrimmage, a little spring scrimmage, and they like to do them over in the stadiums, you know, in the stadium there to uh, showcase stuff. Fish is a big ones versus ones guy. He's not doing like starters versus scrub walk on dudes. Um, so they're in the middle of spring ball. Their spring game is coming up soon, uh, April ninth so a lot of influx of new talent their transfers are doing pretty well from what i read uh t-mac the the wide receiver the the four-star wide receiver one of the best 
high school players they've signed in a long time. Apparently it's doing pretty well, but Arizona's on the rise. I think they're uh, they're doing all the right things. I agree. I agree. King of the offseason, Jed Fish, is uh, continuing his reign. Um, yeah, and uh, losing guys who I think um, started out as non-Fish signees and then second, um, I think it's a sign of the health of the program that they're already transferring out because a lot of those guys were, and I don't mean to knock these two particular fellows, but a lot of those guys were kind of scrubby. Um, yeah. So the fact that he's recruiting better, probably recruiting over, um, and they've got better guys in the program now who are making it apparent to some of these dudes who were signed at the end of the uh, Sumlin era that, uh, yeah, you're not going to play here. It's it's. I think we're going to see this throughout college football more and more where each year, if you're the stability of a Utah program where you've had the same coaching staff forever, you're going to lose guys or you know just guys are like, eh, it's just not working out. But if you have a coaching change, you're going to have a lot. I mean, just different cultures, different everything. I think that's set up for you're going to see a lot more transfers, uh, especially on coaching changes. Let's go over to Arizona State Sun Devils. <laughs> so they're about halfway through spring ball at ASU and Tempe. Uh, they, they usually like to start the desert schools early. I know the historic fact because, you know, it gets hot over there. Uh, they just had their eighth of 15 practices this morning. They do the morning practices. I guess another thing for trying to beat the heat. Um, Cartman, Chris Cartman and crew, they get to watch a decent amount of practice. Like they got five of the 12 periods. They got, I think one. Oh, 11. oh, oh. Can I give some breaking news about UCLA real quick? Oh, uh, hold on. Um, yeah, we get to watch the whole damn thing. <gasps> We're going to get to UCLA. We get to watch the whole damn thing. Pretty impressive. That's that's a first in a while now. All right. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So get to watch about you know five of the 12 periods. Like I said, you get to some 11 on 11 stuff. Uh, so Chris Cartman, you know, out there, they get to watch some stuff. He put down QB1, uh, this guy, uh, Trenton Borquette. Or is that how you say his name? I don't Borgay? Borgay. Borgette? So I don't know. he was Jaden Daniels' backup. Last year, okay, didn't really know who he was. Uh, not that we, you know, I barely know who Jaden Daniels is because, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But we we knew that. Uh, he was a 2019 signee, no stars, zero, zero stars. Can you give you his measurables? Sure. He's six feet tall and 165 pounds. That might have been like when he was a walk on, which he was, but he was given a scholarship uh, a little over a year ago, January 2020. So he was a backup last year. He's on scholarship now, but he's been getting the first team reps. So that's what we got going on in Tempe. I'm not saying that's cause for concern, but it might be cause for concern. Uh, I'm saying that's a disaster. <laughs> okay. That's a major cause for concern and an absolute disaster, and somebody should be fired. All right. Well, that, I, that person who should be fired is Herm Edwards. It's Herm Edwards. Uh, I'm just saying for the, for Monday's practice, that's what. He was the get the guy getting first team reps. So uh there's that. Okay. They've uh, got to get another quarterback after spring ball, right? I think so. Like there's yeah. no way they're sitting pretty with this. So the the Trent the usually you're getting this stuff to happen before spring ball. He was maybe the latest transfer out that actually still gets to participate in spring ball because I think LSU is like on the quarter system. So he's going in there, he's gonna be able to play at LSU, but there's a huge, you know, there's three other guys you're competing with down there. It's not a ready-made situation, but it kind of left ASU a little mm -hmm. bit high and dry, right? Um, totally. So, because they were in on uh, who was the other guy that they were in on? The, 
the one wasn't the same one UCLA was in, or is there a different one? Dylan uh, Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. I think I thought they were in on him. There was someone that I think ASU was in on if Jaden Daniels left, but then they they weren't able to get that. So okay, let's go to our Pac-12 champion, Utah Utes. Remember the name Troy Williams? I remember the name. I remember covering him in high school when Sark was the head coach at USC. Or no, I think it was the head coach at Washington. He came down to like watch him at an event. He'd been around a while. Uh, Narbonne High School. Did he tra- he might have transferred to. Uh, Washington ends up at Utah. So he came back for pro day and threw to some of the receivers. Our buddies over at Ute Zone had a little story on him. And, you know, some some struggles and stuff. He's trying to get on with one of the Canadian teams, um, but he came back to practice. So uh, nice, nice for him. Uh, Utah also got a pretty big transfer safety Clayton Isbell from Illinois state. Like I think he was a freshman, all American there. Uh, a lot of stats. So someone uh, coming in, they also got uh, Mac Howard. He's a four-star quarterback out of the state of Mississippi. They got him committed this past week. So, you're thinking about Utah trying to get that bump in recruiting after winning the Pac-12, uh, getting a four-star quarterback uh, fairly early to you know go out and help try to recruit, especially from SEC country. Uh, I think that's a that's a positive sign. They also had spring uh, practice start last week. Their spring game will be April 23rd, um, and apparently Jalen Glover, the the running back, the high school running back that came in there, they're pretty high on him, the freshman running back. That's good. Yeah, just little stuff. But I like mean, the, the, the bump in recruiting, right? You yeah, want to get go, the- going out and getting a guy who's a four star from SEC country. I mean, obviously, if he was in Oxford, I can't imagine Ole Miss was on him, um, pulling him out of there. But I mean, he had uh, looks like well, it actually looks like the SEC was kind of uh, passing on him, from what I can tell here. Um, he had offers from Arkansas State, Cincinnati, Houston, Kansas, but nothing. Uh, Nothing SEC based, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss declined, Mississippi State declined to offer. Uh, but still, pulling a guy out of the South, um, who's that highly rated, that's great. And yeah. uh, I think everyone has firm confidence in Utah's ability to evaluate and then uh, develop. They certainly can. So you start with a little higher ceiling, and hopefully, he can turn into another star quarterback for Utah in the Pac 12. Let's move over to Colorado Buffalo. Not much going on here. Spring practice does start today. Can I tell people your first note here is about the goddamn Buffalo? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah. I actually have notes because I went and did research and stuff because we needed something to talk about. So. Yeah. But like the other ones, it's like names of players and stuff. This one, literally, it's Ralphie the fourth. Uh, oh, it should be the sixth. I screwed that up. I screwed up my Roman numerals. Yeah. Um, spring practice starts today, and the spring showcase will be April 30th. When they say showcase, that means it's not going to be a real game. Just that's what I know. Hey, from, actually, from... can I can I take you behind the curtain a little bit on spring? Yeah. None of them are real games. You want to know why? Because <laughs> it's in spring. <laughs> oh, ha- super important spring football, obviously. Okay. At the at a break in the action, we gotta we gotta talk about some other stuff too. Okay. Um, cause so, we got, we got to talk about the slap here. Oh, we will. We will. Okay. Well, why don't we, after we do the South, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, take yeah. a break. We'll, t- we'll take a break and go off topic for a little bit. And then we'll go back to the North. Uh, so our, our buddy, Adam Munster tiger, like, does anyone do a better job than him? He's great. Nobody, nobody does a better job. Nobody, nobody works as well with so little 
as Adam Munster Tiger. He does. Uh, he's got like a five-part series about Ralphie the Sixth. So if you remember Ralphie, she was small because they have to be girls, right? Remember we talked about this because um, the boys get too big. It was a really small Ralphie last year. Up to 800 pounds now, but he's, he's got a good full-on report going. And uh, they're giving Ralphie some time off the offseason, eating some grain, eating some some grass and stuff. And, uh, you know, because it was, it was, it was actually, to be honest, it was a younger Ralphie that they put in this situation. So they just want to like chill, let her like just enjoy the off season and, uh, and go from there. Yeah. So the Ralphie report, Ralphie's the best thing about this conference. Is that not, that's the, you could, you would argue Bill Walton. I would say it's Ralphie. Really strong commentary on the conference there. All right, but there, yeah, so their spring ball starts today. Hopefully, we'll get some news and notes from that. We're going to go over to USC Trojans. And, uh, yeah, they had some unfortunate news. Dave Nickel, the inside wide receivers coach, we didn't get to meet, and everything you read about him was just positive. He, Mike Leach put out a, a great statement about him, a lot of former coaches. He ends up passing away. Sources told us it was uh, cancer. Uh, Lincoln Riley, forty-five, right? Forty-five years old. Um, Lincoln Riley was optimistic that he could potentially return. They had named an interim wide receiver coach heading into spring football. We had a month or so ago. We had like all the assistant coaches available. He was the only one that we couldn't hear from. And we heard on Friday, and then you know, coaches are like, you talk about the coach brain, the coach speak stuff. We had a Zoom with Lincoln Riley on Saturday, and I just just felt it was like this genuine, um, just. He was just heartbroken. That's his friend. And he had Lincoln Riley said, you know, he's young, what, 30 something years old, head coach of USC, make a 10 million a year, wherever he's making. I mean, he said without Dave Nickel, when they worked together, when he you know, worked for him, basically at Texas Tech, he probably wouldn't be a college coach right now and work in college football. So this was someone that was obviously very you know important to him. They hadn't worked together since East Carolina. And Lincoln Riley seemed very you know happy that they could finally reunite uh, and be on staff. So I... I've been covering the team, you know, teams for a long time. I've never had a coach pass away, let, let alone one that I just didn't even get to meet yet. But uh, it's just kind of sad, you know, note around the program and everything. Oh, yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Whenever anybody dies um, that young, it's, you know, deeply distressing. Yeah. So cancer sucks. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Fuck uh, it. I don't like that. Uh, if I had a, um, like, Death Star music stuff, I could start playing that because, like, just going out to practice and go, oh, that Caleb Williams guy, like, yeah, he's he's really good. And then, was it the, was it the best practice of all time? <laughs> Colin Cowardice. That was really he tweeted funny. that like during practice, <laughs> like it wasn't even over yet. He wasn't there. Uh, we can't watch. We can't. We can only watch the beginning. We can't watch uh, all the other stuff. How's the USC media dealing with that? Uh, it's actually okay because I mean, you know, you want to create content. Mm-hmm. So we don't get to we get to watch the beginning, but we can shoot f- photos and video. So we get content from that. We can talk to pretty much everybody after practice. So we can get a whole bunch of content from that. We just can't like report on what's what going we see. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think they uh, I think Lincoln Riley doesn't want anything like anybody there at all. And I think the athletic department's sort of like, hey, we're L.A. We got to do something. So they, they they made it so at least we can get a bunch of content from it, which is you know the most important thing. But it'd be nice to be able to watch and like, oh, that guy's now playing left guard or you know th- yeah. those kind of things. Because if you're good, like if you just go there and watch practice, you don't give a crap. Like your competitors could be out there. Um, you take pride in like I'm watching and we're figuring out 
who's on rehab island and who's you know if someone's switched positions or you know you yeah kind of yeah. observe those things but we can't do that now obviously um but yeah they i mean i talked to the two like they have two uh sec transfers a linebacker from alabama shane lee and a defensive end from auburn uh, romello height and they both of them look like the best specimens on the, t- like they're both yoked, you know, you're like, Oh, two dudes from the sec. And they looked amazing. And they were, they weren't even really that good on their team. Like that's why the sec is really good. Um, but the big, the big news could be, and if uh, Josh Connerly, the five-star uh, Dave's just closing his eyes. Yep. Uh, our buddy, Brandon Huffman put a crystal ball in today for Josh Connerly. The, the last, Basically, the last five-star of the 2022 class that's unsigned took an official visit to USC over the weekend. Brandon said he's going to go to USC. Just another five-star. <laughs> I think Chris Dorito said... <laughs> so Lincoln Riley's been on campus for, I think, four months now, or almost, not quite, and this will be like his sixth five-star that he's bringing in. So that's, you know... More than one a month. That's pretty good. Look, it's obnoxious. All right. This is obnoxious. We're listening to it. I, I'm just speaking for everyone out there. We're all disgusted. We don't want it. This is not fun. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so I need to get the Death Star music going. All right. And we're going to do one more before we take our bear- break and, and get the, uh, the slap reaction. UCLA Bruins. All right. So UCLA starts practice tomorrow, Tuesday. Mm. Um, they are, this is the biggest note is that they're opening it up. So, uh, media and fans can watch from lot eight. Uh, they can watch the whole practice. Uh, so that's very cool. Uh, that's something they didn't do last year or the year before because of COVID stuff. Um, but spring traditionally at UCLA, it's the, you know, it's the calmer one. So you don't need to keep secrets. And so, uh, traditionally it's been open. So very good that they're doing that again. We are worried because you know how, you can restrict access for some purpose, for an express purpose, and then it's never that you quite get it back. Um, right. But uh, UCLA is doing that, so kudos to them because I've, you know, I've banged that drum pretty hard in the past uh, about the stupid restrictions and secrecy and all that kind of stuff. And so for them to actually open it up, that's uh, that's good on UCLA. They might have listened to you. They may have, or maybe they realized, hey, we actually need interest in this program um, and build some positivity in the off season. Um, so that's cool. And then, um, the big news probably from this weekend is that the Murphy twins, who are these transfer defensive ends from, uh, North Texas, really well thought of on the transfer market. Um, they committed to UCLA about a month, month and a half ago. They took an official visit to Penn state and there was some concern that they would renege on their commitment and go somewhere else, but it looks as if they are enrolled and ready to participate at UCLA this week. So that's very good news. I think UCLA announced it, so they are. Yeah. yeah. So UCLA. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That was right before I came on here. Um, so yeah, UCLA will have those guys, and that could be very good because if you were looking at that UCLA defense last year, a uh, huge missing piece was any kind of base pass rush. So um, with a new defensive coordinator in, um, you know, maybe they can start to work that out in the spring with those guys. Nice. Um, so yeah, for the Bruins, more optimism, maybe. Maybe another uh, year or so extension just for getting the Murphy twins in. Is that would that help? Would that like would that add with the stability? Would that be good? Dave's not happy. Okay, I, I, my 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 uh, <laughs> my my new spring resolution is to no longer threaten you with physical violence. But you saw what my eyes were telling you. Yeah, there was physical violence in there. Uh, speaking of physical violence, why don't we take a quick break and we'll talk about some 
that was on your TV last night. Back in a minute. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. So when did you first become aware of this thing? Because I wasn't watching the Oscars. So we were doing a live show uh, right here in this room. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't aware the Oscars were going to be on either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw something before, but I don't. I, I, I thought that maybe the nominations were getting released, but it was actually the show, the show itself. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I on Twitter to respond to something while we were doing the live show. And then I started seeing things in my feed about the, like, oh, my God. And yeah. Like, like Chris Rock gets bitch slapped by Will Smith, and you're like, "Wait, what? Like this is not." So I, I was like, "I thought we'd mention it in the show because it's live," uh, but we did not. I think and it's we- funnier to think about them by their ages rather than by um, like Will Smith did this to Chris Rock. A 53 year old man did this to a 57 year old man. <laughs> After that, 57 year old man made a joke about the 53 year old man's wife's bald head. Yeah. That does make... Walked up and slapped him in the face. Open hand slap, like full on, bringing it from down low all the way up high. The pictures capturing that moment are some of the, like, they will live on forever. It's pretty, yeah. Um, Just watching the video and hearing the audio about him, you know, just using the F word on all that stuff. and uh, Like we've said on the show, but just... uh, yeah, it's, look at you. I'm just, I mean, I'm not a big, like, you know, celebrity. Like, I don't really care who they marry or who their babies are or any of that kind of stuff. Now, when, like, if their son is playing football at Oaks Christian, and then you're like, okay, uh-huh. so now I know what's going on there. But outside of that, like, I don't give a crap of what's going on. Like, one celebrity slaps another. And it's the funny thing is, though, that the people that, like, there's people that are going to back whoever they like the most. And, but, these two people are usually like on the same team and like, wait, now they're confront. Now I have to pick one. Like, it's just, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, so it's here. Like there's a, there's a high level area where it is just odd to watch real physical violence in like, um, in a non-structured way on your television screen. Right. Like, it's just weird to see essentially unscripted. Somebody punch another person. Punch would have been better. Well, uh, an open-handed slap, whatever you want to call it, striking another person, it's not a UFC fight. It's not staged. It was this guy had a, like, essentially, like, a momentary, like, everybody can be an idiot. He had a momentary mental break yes. and goes and does a really stupid thing, right? Walks up there and slaps this guy. Yeah. So that's, like, on a on a real level, it's like, this is just surreal. Like, it doesn't matter who the two people are. It could be, like, two random presenters. It could be, like... One of the people who like is one of the the one of the seat fillers walked up there and tried to hit somebody who was like one of the people who escorts the people off the stage, and it still would have been like 
what the hell just happened? Or like a city council meeting and right. someone comes out of the crowd and but, just like but everyone's, slaps the mayor. everyone's watching this thing and it's two of the most famous people alive. <laughs> one of whom is 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 walking up there. And like the other thing is it's it's Will Smith who has like very publicly been um like in this very odd situation with his wife, it's very public that like she's like essentially admitted to like I think uh, cheating on him. I think that's the thing, and so he's got know. that he's dealing that. with it. She's uh, I was reading all about it. I'm reading about this whole thing. She's got like alopecia that she has referred to. So right. it's this so very like, public a, situation. There's like a medical reason why she doesn't right. have hair. Yeah. But Chris Rock is up there making jokes the way somebody makes jokes at the Oscars. Like he's just doing the thing that is done. At the Oscars, yeah. Yeah, just doing the thing. You he made roast, fun of them in like 2016. You just kind of roast everyone, right? You're just roasting around, and they're right there. It was apparently written by somebody there. It wasn't like Chris Rock decided to just go up there and do it. And then he walks up and slaps him. And it's just, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, I, I think, so my big takeaway, so I don't really have a dog in the fight, but uh, my takeaway, what a professional Chris Rock is. Take a full hand, open hand slap. Don't like really react. Don't even move your hands. They're still behind your back. And then you just continue presenting the award. That is crazy. Nuts. Nuts. Like, and the thing is, he even stopped himself because, I mean, this is a, I mean, whatever you want to say about Chris Rock, one of the best stand-ups ever. And he's up there. He just got slapped. And you've got Will Smith, who, again, is very publicly, his wife has cheated on him. Like, a lot of very public things in his personal life that are fodder for any devastating comedian. And Chris Rock doesn't say any of it right then. True. He could have destroyed that guy and he he didn't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's probably a state of shock. But did you also see when he initially told the joke that Will Smith was laughing and his wife was well, so unhappy? I, I think that's a lot of people. So they're like analyzing this like Zapruder film. How many times are you trying to like in that situation? I can imagine myself like trying to like do the thing that celebrities do in this situation, right? You're making fun of me, but I, the part of the part of the game is that I have to pretend to enjoy it, right? Like I have to pretend to laugh, and so he's like, ah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, his wife, if you if you saw the, the widescreen, not, uh, not having it. So it wouldn't have taken much for him to suddenly shift gears um, because he's pretending. Like, nobody wants to hear that shit about themselves. Um, and then once it becomes obvious that she's really upset about it, then he goes up and does the broken brain thing. Yeah, and then Chris Rock in 2016 kind of roasted them in his monologue. I don't know if you saw that, but like she, I guess, bo- boycotted the, the Oscars because... Which was a funny bit. So he, he It was he, pretty funny, yeah, but he, it was like he, a minute on them. Like, basically, he said she's boycotting the Oscars. She hasn't been in a movie. <laughs> That's like me boycotting whatever party it was. It was or something. No, it's Rihanna's panties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole thing was um incredible bit of television. First off, yeah, but also and he just, said that he said like well, he said it's like the most iconic. Well, that well, was, he, that. he was just trying to say something because he he would he you could <laughs> he literally goes I could and then he stops himself, takes a beat, and then just goes on with the show. Yeah, because uh, he basically I think he was thinking I could just I could just go ham on this right now because um, you don't want to give like I don't know there there's ways that you could easily go with that um, where he could have uh, absolutely destroyed Will Smith and then Will Smith. Got an Oscar later. Yeah, like, he won the Oscar. So normally, like, the biggest moment of your life, it's just right. like, oh, by the way, yeah, like, oh, and I won an Oscar. Well, like, and his message was absolutely nonsense, like, nonsensical. It was he didn't just, apologize to Chris No, Rock. it was, it was, and it was, like, just, 
I'm just trying to protect my family like um, you know, Richard Williams did with his kids. That's not what happened, buddy. You had you decided you were going to go slap somebody because uh, your wife was upset. It's funny how big, like again, like not a big celebrity person, but these 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 guys are so big. It'd be like if we were like an NFL meeting and like Bill Belichick like spoke out of turn or whatever, like did something crazy like that. Is anyone going to tell him to get the hell out of the room? Because like after Will Smith does that, he should get the hell out of the room, right? Like he shouldn't be there anymore. Like they're like, hey, let's like it's the best for everyone involved that you go. Like yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I think and he goes accept like like a, it gives a speech later. Like no, I don't want him in the room anymore. Yeah, there's a big part of it that's like it's like kind of a private club, and so it's just we're all observing something that's like a few echelons above us in the uh, in the hierarchy of like civics. Many, yeah. Um, but it's also just like. I don't know. Guy does that. I mean, what other kind of erratic things is he going to do in a in that situation? I mean, I just wouldn't. But why is he still there? Like what? Like yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, well, I mean, like it's not uh, just that he's sitting there, but then he goes up on stage and you're, you're gonna let him talk now? Like no, like yeah. No. And he talked for a long time. It was like a six minute speech. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't see it. Or oh, it was nonsense. Um, but it's just like. That was that was one of the most absurd things I've ever watched, and it was so fun. Like the initial debate being, was it staged or not? And like, there's no way that was staged. First, if it was staged, then you would have had Chris Rock actually having something funny to say right afterwards. But he was clearly taken aback. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way that was staged. But that, so I read somewhere that um, he's like he's on a tour right now, and like ticket sales through the roof. So like, I bet. if you're gonna stage it, like this is a good reason why. You know, I mean. Um, but like Will Smith didn't need to do anything like that because he was going to win the damn Oscar that night. So, yeah, I mean, th- that's all you need. Like, oh, I won the Oscar. Like, that's going to make my night. Like, when you win the Oscar and it's like second best to whatever else happened, like, that's that's kind of weird. 53-year-old man slaps 57-year-old man. I didn't know Chris Rock was that old. Oh. Yeah, he's almost 60. Dang. Yeah. Those guys look good. Uh, okay. So should we move on? Yeah. Uh, let's go to Washington Huskies. Uh, so unfortunately there's a all, uh, all pack 12 linebacker. That's going to miss many months of the season, uh, of spring football. And then potentially the season Edufon Olofosho. Is that an Olofosho? Olofosho. Okay. Olofosho. You're killing it. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't get the word of what the injury was, but he's going to miss all spring and probably part of the season. So that's a bummer. Um, the uh, So we heard from Kalen DeBoer. Um, they're starting spring uh, on Wednesday, and their pro day is actually going to be on Tuesday. But I didn't go over all the pro day stuff. I thought you might want to, you know, I thought that would be what you would be enjoying the most, pro days. But um Right now, they're going to run the exact same offense they have at Fresno State. So probably a good idea. He's yeah. It was like it was good there. We're going to do it here. They'll make some adjustments if they have to. But as of right now, he said it's the same offense, which I think is what you want. But they haven't started spring yet. They'll start. Uh, they had like all their um, pre-spring conference, like you know, whatever uh, conferences today. So you got to hear from different coaches and stuff. You mean he didn't want to retain the offense from the last couple years at Washington? The ones that was getting at sometimes. Three digits of yards per game. Yeah, yeah. many times. <laughs> M- many times they broke the triple digit mark. Nope. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, stay tuned to dogman.com for all the updates. They do a great job uh, covering the team up there. So we'll get more updates on that. And next up, we've got 
Washington State Cougars. We'll come a good one. Um, they are three practices into spring football. And so the big talk is obviously uh, Cameron Ward, uh, the transfer, the FCS transfer. Um, he's pretty up. Opt- Cameron Ward was really optimistic about the wide receiver room. So he likes the guys he's throwing to and cookfan.com have been there. So they've been to the three practices and they've counted Ward completing 67% of his passes through a couple picks, both on Saturday, but he said that he's looked the part all three days. Um, they've got to interview Cameron Ward. It seems like someone that just kind of walked in, like what I was observing at USC, like Caleb Williams comes in. He was great with the media, holding court. He just becomes a leader right away. You're like, okay, that guy's going to be your quarterback. You get the same sort of feeling uh, at Washington State that you, he's coming in there. Yeah, it's a jump to go from FCS to FBS, but he's saying the right things. He's performing pretty well on the field. So it sounds like they got their quarterback and they got a good leader for the squad for Jake Dickert. So Great. We got to love it. He's someone you're going to watch. Like He'll be a cool storyline, right? Like, oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, you want to see what he does up there. So we'll do that. All right. Uh, our Pac-12 runner-up. Oregon Ducks. So they've had, this is weird. They had two practices. I never get this. I don't understand this. Maybe it's just like to set things up. Whatever. They had two practices, and then they paused for two weeks for spring break and finals and stuff. Their third practice will be Tuesday, so they're going to start back up again. So they had Bo Nix there and a couple other transfers. But during that two week, they've they've onboarded a whole bunch more tra- uh, more of the transfers that are coming in. So guys that they didn't get to see those first two practices, they're going to be able to fully participate now. So it'll be a fuller roster, um, and they'll get the you know the practices and stuff going. Then I didn't note when the spring game was. Sorry, I know you you really care about that one, David. I tried to note where everyone's spring game was, but they had a little pause. But the the main thing coming out is they're going to get a bunch of those other transfers to come in and participate. For the Ducks. That's so, great. Land Danning. Got to get it rolling up land there. Land Danning. Beautiful Land Danning. I'm not – You we. I, I never was all that impressed with Bo Nix when I saw him. And No, he's not good. So I don't know. I'm, Maybe he'll be good, but he's not good. And it doesn't mean he's going to win the job either, right? But right. like he, you, know, you bring a transfer like that with experience, you kind of expect him to come in and win. Uh, okay, let's go to – Oregon State Beavers. <laughs> I don't know if you do. We mention this that JT Daniels visited there. I don't know if we got to on the show. We've talked about it before. Um, when we talked to Angie, I think she was initially talking about that like a month ago. Okay, a month or two ago now. We did visit, but there. So you got um, you know Chance Nolan, right? And the main, one of the main storylines is like he was fine. Like he was fine. Uh, they were better when they ran the football. He had one really good game against USC. He did have a really good game against USC. Where we were ready to crown him, and then we realized how bad USC was. Yes. But I think I, I was on that pretty early. I told people, don't, don't, you know, the bump you get from beating USC doesn't mean you're good. It just means USC's bad. Uh, but he'll be battling Tristan Jebbia, uh, Ben Gulbertson. Um, so I think that's going to be what you're going to watch. Uh, for spring football, they actually started March 3rd. So they've been going on for a while. It spread out a little bit. Their spring game is going to be, uh, April 16th. Um, but right now, um, Nolan's the number one, but you know, there, it looks like everyone's healthy and they're going to have like a healthy battle. Uh, I think they know that the offense can be a little bit more dynamic than it was 
last year. Um, does Nolan hold on the job? It's just something we're going to have to wait and see. So it's kind of weird, though, when you have an incumbent and then sort of there's still like what feels like a full-on quarterback battle, you know? Right. Yeah. We'll see. You, you were... You were not high on Nolan. Just you were it for the USC game, and then after that, yeah, you know. I, I I soured on him as the season went along. Um, he didn't he it didn't end the year nearly as good as he started it. Um, because initially, if you remember, if we were like, well, if they'd started Chance Nolan at Purdue, then they would have right. Yeah, game. we thought that. And by the end of the year, it was like, uh, they might not have an answer here. Um, so if they can get you know JT Daniels or whatever, that would be huge. Yeah, it would be. Um, all right, we'll keep going with the Ducks. Last but not least, we have the Bay Area schools. Don't have a lot on them. Stanford Cardinal. I mean, I was trying to find like practice reports and stuff from Stanford, and was not uh, and like looked too long, but I didn't see much. Uh, they actually started spring fe- uh, February twenty sixth, so um they have not all open practices but they have five scheduled open practices and then their spring game is coming up on april 9th but i don't really have any storylines or anything from stanford spring football so my apologies but i just didn't see anything uh adamant it's almost like there's less interest in that it doesn't matter because nobody cares because the program is dead (laughs) i don't know if it's dead but it's dead so doa we had to look at their schedule. The, the Zodiac Killer has murdered that program. Yeah. Uh, are you? Would you guess better than three and nine or worse than three and nine in twenty twenty two? Their schedule isn't as hard, is it? I don't think it's as hard. So let's see. Um, I think we've done this a few times, but yeah, they got Colgate at home. They should win that. USC at home, they're going to get blown out. Uh, Washington on the road, probably lose. Oregon on the road, probably lose. Uh, Oregon State at home, maybe. Uh, Notre Dame on the road, they lose. Arizona State at home, maybe. I mean, it depends on yeah whether Arizona State gets a quarterback figured out. UCLA on the road, they lose. Washington State at home, I'm gonna say lose. Stanford on the uh, Utah on the road, lose. Cal on the road, who knows? Right. So I'm saying four and eight. Okay, so you better. They're, they're three and improve. nine or four and eight. It's one of the two. So improving. <laughs> they're. Uh, I'll just say they're gonna be big ass again. Big ass. All right. They're butt. Uh, all right. I'm not going to say their butt this year. I just I did defend it last year. End up being right. So, and the last one we got California Golden Bears. They uh, they don't start spring ball till next week, Dave. April 6th, but then they have the spring game April 30th. So it's like pretty compact uh, time frame to get in 15 practices. Uh, Chase Garbers, he gone, uh, which is a bummer because you know he was a favorite here of, on the podcast of champions. Uh, Kai Milner, Zach Johnson, maybe they step in or they got a transfer from Purdue, Jake Plummer. Not sure. So that'll be the big one to watch for Cal when they start is who's going to be QB one and take over for Chase Garbers. Correct. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's our little spring report. David suffered through all that. He didn't really want to talk about any of it, but I make them. So, uh, let's see. We have a couple of tweets we can get to tweets yeah we got some tweets we love a good tweet so i tweeted out that about to record a new episode we were desperate for content and so our listeners obliged we we talked hoops last time and our emails dried up and i said hashtag never again webfoot said good lesson learned um brock 
Brock P949 says, I think he means what sport. What sport is the Pac-12 most likely to win? Most likely basketball, right? UCLA or Arizona are most likely to win basketball than USC and Oregon are for football. So they're going to win all the other, like they win all kinds of other sports. But I guess will the basketball, like will Pac-12 basketball win a title before the football, before a football team wins a title? What do you think? I kind of agree with Brock. I think it would be basketball. Yeah. It's going to be tough to win football. I think that's right. Um, I think there's more systemic problems in place for winning in football. Um, Like I think with basketball, Arizona was a one seed this year. Um, So Arizona was effectively like uh, favored to be in the final four this year. UCLA made the final four last year. That's the equivalent of making the college football playoff. Yeah. They had the puncher's chance. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be basketball first because like so much has to change even systemically for USC to get to the level where they are competing with the SEC for titles, right? Yeah. Like still more beyond what has already happened. It's on, it's, it's on a good path, but still more has to change. I mean, this year, if UCLA doesn't blow those leads late in the game. They would have been in the Final Four again. Because they got like a St. Peter's thing or whatever to beat. Yeah. So like, man, what a missed opportunity. Man, well, I'd, be, I'd be upset. I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I, I thought you said there were physical violence that lasted 45 with minutes. words. I'm going to stab you with words. <laughs> Tor, Tor Hansen 18 tweeted, shit, I was really hoping for your way too early Beaver basketball preview show. Uh, Tickle did have to make a bunch of staff changes, I think. So I know that. <laughs> it is true. If you go to Beaver Blitz, there was the tinkled staff changers and like a oh, shitload of baseball because they're really good at baseball. Yep. Uh, Shane. Oh, hold on. At Miss Navy Nelson. Exactly. Football. So he's a football fan. Shit, you want to do Shane's? Yeah. Uh, you didn't so much, quote, talk hoops as you got firebombed in a strategic assault by No Truck Stops Pod as each of its nine host listeners coordinated a simultaneous nuclear key turned shitposting campaign upon you. Lesson learned, back to reading arduous listener email lists exclusively. Yes, 100%, Shane. Yes. Uh, and the No Truck Stops people said, No Truck Stops listeners and Pac-12 Hoops heads were 70% of your emails. SMH, you're welcome. Shaking my head. Yes. Uh, but I'm, no, that didn't help us, No Truck Stops. Like, you chased away listeners. Yeah, you you ruined our listenership with your For, with infecting us with basketball. Yeah. We get it you want to talk basketball. That is your problem. Like It's one thing it's, when I bring up like the occasional gloating shit talking about UCLA because uh well frankly I care a lot more about that. It's another thing when we are sitting here talking about whether Craig Smith is doing a good job at Utah. Right. Like I've heard some of their stuff like they're talking about things I could give two shits about. And I feel like they want us to talk about Pac-12 basketball, but it's sort of like if you ever watch like my 600-pound life or whatever, like those, the, I get into those shows, and then like the, there's the guy or the woman trying to lose all the weight, and they need to get down to a certain weight so they can have the surgery, but there's that relative that maybe not as, as fat as, as he or she is, but they don't want them to get smaller, so they're like, oh, they have a dozen donuts, you know, and like so they've made their life choices, like they're doing Pac-12 basketball, that's on them, like, right. we are not doing that. And you're not gonna. We're not gonna eat your dozen donuts. We're not gonna be corrupted. We are going to keep going on our path of barely talking about football and then talking about Disney princes. <laughs> <laughs> no more back to basketball. Like think about think about how aggressively I don't want to talk about football, except in like a clearly defined four month period of the year, guys. 
I'm not talking about basketball on this show. Are you out of your mind? Except, again, when I am shit-talking specifically about UCLA. Yeah. Uh, I think that makes sense. Um, I haven't checked. Do we have any emails? I don't think we do. We have one voicemail, so I'll play it for you. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Perk. Uh, my question this week is for Dave. Um, I was wondering was Xavier uh, this week hiring Sean Miller. Um, and then also looking at how good Arizona has been with, um, I don't know if it's seen, you know, entirely the same roster, but it seems like they have a lot of players from last year. I was wondering, have you kind of, um, I guess soured or not? I guess has this year's performance of Arizona made you think less of Sean Miller's coaching ability? I mean, I thought he was a really good coach, um, at Arizona with some of the teams that he had, uh, that made those deep elite eight runs and could have easily made final fours, but just with how the team's doing this year, and how they were kind of just okay the past two years, especially last year. I tend to think he's a bit overrated, and I was wondering if, if you feel like that's a valid uh, conclusion to be reached after this season, or if you think it was just kind of other things, more so kind of a COVID season thing. Uh, thanks, guys. Hold on, Perk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your answer. <laughs> All right, so Sean Miller. Uh, wait, wait, we were literally going to answer this? We have one question this week, Ryan. Yes, we're going to answer it. <laughs> but it's good. All right, so Sean Miller. Uh, painting the show. <laughs> Sean Miller was Arizona's head coach for 12 seasons um, after uh, coaching at Xavier. And now he is back at Xavier after a year off, um, which I think is probably a better fit for him. Um, so my thing with uh, Sean Miller is I think at his peak at Arizona, he was very, very good. I think it tailed off pretty badly at the end. Um, I think some of it was recruiting. I think some of it was... Um, the oppression of that investigation, I think that hurt some things within his program. And then I think stylistically, he might make more sense at a mid-major. You know, the style of defense he runs, um, the style of offense he runs, uh, it's very controlled, and then he runs kind of a pack-line defense. Uh, might not be a great fit at a school like Arizona where, I mean, historically, that's a up-and-down program. It's, it's you know, Lute Olsen. It's, it's running and gunning, but it's also playing a wide open style kind of on both ends. Like they're, they're playing defense, but they're playing defense in a way that's, um, you know, not a chore to be a part of. Um, so, uh, I think Tommy Lloyd makes more sense as a fit for what that program wants to be. Um, I think Sean Miller is a good coach though. I don't think that is completely, I mean, I, I talk mad shit about Sean Miller on Twitter, um, because he's kind of a lunatic and, um, he, he wasn't very effective in his latter years, and he also lost a lot of games to UCLA, so I'm going to talk shit because that's just who I am personally as a human being. Uh, but I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll do fine at Xavier again um, because I think his style does apply to um, that level of program. It's just I don't know that it was going to work long-term at Arizona. Uh, I don't want to listen to the show anymore after listening to what you said there. I get it. You know, you don't want to participate or yeah, listen. Yeah, either one. Not that I would listen. Well, um, we both gave each other a real chore this week. You had to listen to me talk about basketball, and I had to listen to you give spring practice date updates. You know what? And I got another update. Hold on. <sighs> Thanks to Brian Howell on Twitter. I erroneously said Colorado spring game was April 20th, 30th. It's April 23rd. So all of you people who are writing all of this down, <laughs> make sure you make that notation. I guess they just announced the schedule. So the first practice is Wednesday, but they just announced like today. So that's, you know, very organized over there when you're like. I mean, UCLA didn't give us a schedule till the end of last week. Nice. Yeah. yeah. At least it's open. That's good. No, it's really cool. UCLA actually, uh, you know, stepping up and doing the right thing. 
only one spring practice will be open to the media outside of the spring game. So at they, Colorado, yeah, wow. I, I wouldn't want to see that mess either. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want people to see that mess. I don't want people coming in like, oh man, you know, you know how bad it was last year. It's worse. You don't want you don't want reports like that happening. <sighs> I feel I, I still feel just really bad for Colorado fans. Well, because you've you've lived it, right? I've lived it, but I've lived a better version of it. They're living the worst version of it. Yeah, and I feel really bad for him. In UCLA's defense, when they hired him, he was one of the top wide receiver coaches in the NFL. So, like, easily like top (laughs) thirty wide receivers coaches in the NFL. But like that time, there was there was hope, right? Like you're like, oh, we got this this young wide receivers coach. Yeah, for some reason we think he's going to be an amazing head coach. You're getting the almost sixty year old version who has not been an effective head coach at any point in right. minimum 15 years, and you could argue ever. Right. Like, at least UCLA had hope. Like, I don't know what, what Colorado, like, yeah. that You're getting a relationship with somebody that whatever, that does something you don't like, and you're hoping he doesn't do that anymore. You know, like, it's not. Not no. great. No. No. Uh-uh. Not so good. Not so great. Uh, Yeah. Well, we feel bad for Colorado. I mean, a lot of teams we like. And we were like, I mean, we're big fans of Colorado. I love Ralphie. You know, we want to see Colorado do well. I like if Stanford's good. I mean, I thought, I thought it was great when Stanford was good and the conference was, you know, they were going to New Year's Six games and stuff. But when I see it going downhill, and I'm going to tell you their butt. I think their butt, you know. Totally. They, yeah, they beat USC last year. They beat Oregon last year. But they're three and nine. They're a butt. Ass. Yeah. Complete ass. And I think they will be again. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Which Stanford usually was kind of bounced back and forth. No, I don't think they're. I think they're past the bounce back and forth. No, the, the dead cat is now just lying in there. <laughs> there is no longer a dead cat bounce. Uh, all the, right, the dead cat is completely dead. Yeah, it's no longer both alive and dead. All right. Well, well, how long did we go? Oh, we, we went an hour. Hell yeah! With like, how did we get an hour out of that? With like nothing. Yeah, nothing going on. Uh, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap things up. That over there next to me is Mr. David Woods. I am Ryan Abraham. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast of champions. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.